If you brought your Bible with you tonight, then let's get into some things that will help you to have your faith stirred. And uh, the first scripture we'll look at here in a moment is Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 3. That's in the Old Testament. Remember, there's two parts to the Bible. Old Testament and New Testament. Uh, how many understand that if, if there is sickness or disease present, that is, a, that is an indication that there's something wrong? That is not indicative of something being right. Doesn't mean something's going, something really good is happening in your life. If there's sickness or disease or infirmity or injury or anything of that nature or birth defect, all kinds of things can fit in that same category. It's, it's not saying that something's right. That's an indication that something's wrong. I think most of us understand and can readily agree with that. Uh, but what I've come to discover is that not only does it mean and reveal that there is something wrong in the body, but very often it also indicates that there is a problem internally. Very often it also shows us that there is a problem in the heart or in the mind. There is something else that's related to it that is unseen. When I say unseen, as a general rule, you can't put it under a microscope. You can't have a CAT scan. You know what I'm saying? You can't have, have these things and identify this. But it exists in a realm that's unseen. The only way it is seen is through behavior. Through, it, is, it is identified through words being spoken. But there are internal conditions within people that many times lend that body to be subject to problems. Subject to sickness and disease, attacks of the devil, okay? But we can fix those, and when you get something fixed on the inside, immediately it'll start manifesting on the outside, all right? And if we can identify that, oh, we are having a good time, and I tell you what, things are about to change. Now, understand that when I deal with this particular subject, and we're in a, we're in a service to get some things done. We're not here just to have church and, oh, I got off work in time. I think I'll swing into church. Maybe you came for that reason. I don't know. But I'm, saying, I'm telling you, my purpose, my agenda here is to get something done, is to make things that are crooked straight. And I believe we have full cooperation with the Spirit of God. In fact, if anything is good in our heart, if we have a desire to see people helped and made whole, made strong once again, the only reason we do is because the grace of God and the love of God has influenced us to think that way. All right? But, but we're here to get something done. Now, because of that, I don't want to beat around the bush. Everybody with me? I, I don't want anyone to be uncertain of what I'm saying and what I'm dealing with directly. And, and I may say some things in such a way that are jarring. All right? That are in your face a little bit. Why would I say, why would you do that? Some people might be offended. Well, I want to knock the sickness out of you. And sometimes you have to hit it kind of hard. You, you, you know what I mean? You have to just smack it. And again, say, well, you talking, you're going to hit me? <laughs> I can't hit physically hit the sickness out of you, but if I can hit you with some um, challenging words, it will jar it out of your soul. And when there's a release on the inside, you see immediate and instant change. Every time. Every time. This is the way God works, okay? It doesn't take a week. 
it doesn't take a month for these things to happen. They'll happen right here, right now. And anything less, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I haven't found that scripture yet. Everybody with me now? Okay. I can be really, really strong and bold where I have a word from God. And if I don't have one, I'm not going to talk about that. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it has no power. It has no backing. I say, I know someone. Well, give, give me a verse. <laughs> I know someone. They've been standing for their healing for years. I don't want to hear that person's story because it's not in line with the Bible. Hmm? Their God is not strong. <laughs> oh, you didn't think I meant it when I said I was going to say things like that. <laughs> Hold on to that. You know, the scripture does say faithful are the wounds of a friend. I wouldn't say anything strong and, uh, and jarring unless I liked you. Unless it was the love of God working through me. Because I, I could give you a little sweet message and everyone would like me more and go, I, go away sick. Or I can do my absolute best to speak as, the, as of the oracles of God. Let inspiration lead me. And, I, and I'm not perfect, but that's where I'm going here. And, uh, and it will absolutely set you free from every bondage and captivity we're not playing around here for some of you it's life and death and we're going to deal real serious now if we laugh about it we are seriously laughing about it (laughs) if we treat it as as nothing as puny that's a serious behavior there serious action it's dealing with it well i don't know about you but i'm having fun already thank you lord people have throughout history been impressed with those of great strength. We have we have we have stories. We have movies. We have you know some people get really big going to the gym, and you know the Olympics are going on. There's some uh, people who have, who have very much developed their physical body to do great feats, and most of us are impressed by it. It's like nice. <laughs> there was how much weight on that bar when you know you did a deadlift like wow <laughs> you know and we've always been impressed with 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 things like that great feats of strength are often praised uh, on the other side many people live with fear of being harmed by something stronger than them people live in fear of the ability of a disease in fear of the potential of some type of sickness or tragedy or accident happening in their lives. It's almost like worship. We wouldn't necessarily call it that, but people live in awe of. They stand in reverence of what might happen. Of, and it's really called fear, but a car accident, a plane wreck. I could get cancer like my relatives had or have heart disease or or kidney failure or or something of that nature and people speak of these things with great awe and great respect just like we do of many things of strength but we've got to get a a a revelation of the one who is stronger than all and when we have a revelation of a God of strength, a God of might, a God of power who's here tonight, then we will no longer live in respect and live with, with reverence and awe of disease and problems and, 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 and all these type of, of things that would attack our lives and attack our bodies. We will start to despise and start to diminish and start to see those things in, in the proper light. All right. We need to understand that God is a mighty God. 
This is the scripture I wanted to, to read to you. Uh, Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. It reads, The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save. You like that? What is God called there? He is called the mighty one. He is by very definition. It is who he is. God is not weak. God is the mighty one. I like that verse from the King James Bible. It reads this way. It says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. What is God? Come on. Is God weak? Does he lack strength or ability? No, God has revealed himself to us as the mighty God. He is the mighty one who saves. He is the mighty one who changes things. And I really love this language. That the Lord thy God in the midst of thee. That means right in the middle of us. Right here in this place. Many have confidence. They have belief in God that he is mighty somewhere else. That he is strong in someone else's life. That he's mighty in a third world nation. And he does great things in these mass crusades. And God is mighty in some other person's life. I read their book. I heard the story. God was mighty. I agree. But, but far few people have a confidence and an understanding that God is mighty right here, right now, right in the middle of our lives. And this is what we've got to get. Because if God is not mighty, then the disease is. If God is not mighty, then the pain will overrun your life. But if God is mighty, everything changes, and it changes right here, right now, because we will no longer put up with anything usurping His authority, usurping His place, but we're saying God is in, in the midst of me, and He's mighty to save, and He is stronger than anything. He is more powerful than anything that could attack me. Come on now. I almost have the preach on tonight. Woo, glory. God is not weak. And is repeatedly, it is repeatedly revealed to us in the Word that He is strong, that He is full of might. God is not just mighty, but He's mighty here. He's mighty now. He's mighty in the midst of us. He is not far away, but He's in our presence right here today. A couple other scriptures, many of you know this one. It's Isaiah 9, verse 6, prophesying about Jesus. It reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counsel, Wonderful Counselor, and what? Mighty God. It is the very name of Jesus that he is the Mighty God. He is revealed to us. He's not weak. He's not, he's not without strength. He is lacking, he is not lacking any ability. He is by name, by nature, by inheritance, by, by right of who he's done, by who he is and through what he's accomplished for us by overcoming death. He is the mighty one. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 21 reads, The remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. Again, he is just referred to as the mighty God. Is he mighty in your life? 
I want you to think about this for a moment. Is he strong in you? Is he mighty in you? Is he full of ability in you? Not just is he mighty. We can all shout amen say yeah. Is he mighty in you? Is he strong in your life? Is he strong in your body? Is he strong in your eyes? Is he strong in your ears? Is he strong in your internal organs? What is God like in you? Human thinking magnifies the power of disease to kill. We stand in awe of destructive storms and the uncertainty of safety in life. You know, so many times people live with a confidence so certain of, of, of natural things. You know, we think if we wear our seatbelt, we're safe. Listen, if your faith is in your seatbelt, you're in trouble. <laughs> you might, you might, I don't know, but you might slightly increase the odds of surviving a car accident, but you're still in big trouble. <laughs> Are you listening to me? People put faith in diet. A lot of people these days putting faith in diet. I have, I take the right pills, vitamins, I eat the right stuff, and, and so I'm going to live long. You are totally not safe. Are you listening to me? I'm not telling you not to wear your seatbelt or not to have a good diet. I'm telling you, if you put your faith in that, you're in trouble. Because it is not mighty. It can be overcome by so many things in life. It can become overcome by so many troublesome things in this world. We cannot put our faith in those, those natural things. But, but I believe it's time that we stop living as if God is weak. I don't think if you would ask uh, hardly any of us, if someone confronted us and say, is God weak? Is, is God, you know, just kind of wimpy? Does he struggle? He struggle with stuff. We would say, oh, no, 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 not God. God's strong. But people live every day as if he's weak. As if he is somehow limited by the forces, the natural negative forces of this world. Look with me at Romans chapter 4. Romans, the fourth chapter. Thank you, Lord. Romans 4 talks about a guy named Abraham. Abraham had a promise. Abraham was an old guy. Abraham had an old wife, (laughs) a barren old wife. But he got a promise from God that he'd be the father of many nations. And in the midst of all this commentary on what he did, it says something powerful. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able, say able, Able. to perform. He was convinced what? That God was able. That speaks of ability. That speaks of God's strength. It speaks of his might. It speaks of his power to do anything. And it doesn't matter what is impossible in the natural realm. Like I said earlier, whether it's whether it's a, a what's considered a small thing or a great thing compared to the ability of God, nothing is an issue. 
And all we need to do is recognize the might and strength of God as it is, as He is. And then everything else will come into line immediately. But we cannot. We've got to get away from living our lives as if God is weak. People approach their finances as if, as if God is poor. People, people approach their physical, their physical bodies as if God is weak, as if he, he doesn't know what to do. And yet if we were asked, we wouldn't say that he's weak. But I'm telling you, if you live like God is weak, that's all he can do. We know that God is able. I mean, he's known by many of us as the creator of heavens and earth. He's known to be omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. He, he, he is known by many, or at least... These principles are accepted that God is a God of signs and wonders and mighty deeds. That, that God is, is the one who speaks and things happen. He is the one who heals the sick. He is the one who raises the dead. He is the one who turns impossible situations around. Yet so often we will make statements like that. We will hold these as standards of belief about God when asked to describe Him. Yet we live like He's weak when it comes to our own lives. We make mental and physical preparations to live as if God is either not real or not strong. I've found myself on different occasions sharing with people who are afflicted. They've got pain. They've got problems. And I find myself saying this to them. Act like God is real. I find myself saying, act like God's not weak. Just live your life, relate to Him, and relate to this world as if God is real, and if God is not weak. And if those two things are true in your life, how would your behavior be different? We act as if a crippled leg is strong. It's not even real. Compared to the reality of spirit life, compared to the reality of the resurrected Christ, it's not even real, yet we give it so much tangibility. We live our lives as, as if, you know, a pain strikes and, ah, that's, as, that's like saying God's not real or God's wimpy. I know we got some people thinking here tonight, but this is what I want to challenge you to, to, to think about. I, not only challenge you to think about, if, I, if we can flip a switch and immediately act like God is strong, then we'll immediately see that there's nothing wrong. Again, people make mental and physical preparations to live with a weak God. Stop acting like God is weak. Wait a minute, let me say that better. Everybody ready? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to smile right now. Stop acting like God is weak. Stop giving dominion to that problem. Stop making that thing God in your life. God is not theoretical. He doesn't engage us when we go to heaven. He's the real deal. Right here. Right now. And if that's true, what are the limitations of what can happen? Nothing. You mean everything can change right here, right now? Absolutely. And I'm not going to have it any other way. Will you join me?
in making God strong in our midst, mighty in the, in the midst of us, right here, right now, not going to hear about it, not going to hope it happens someday in the future, right here, right now, I'm just going to live like God is real. I'm just going to act like God is strong. Come on, if He's real, then you can get up out of that seat. If He's real, then you can move that limb. If He's real, then you can see out of that eye. If He's real, then you, then, then you have no fear. Then you have no concern. You don't even care. But don't you care about my condition? There is no condition. God is strong. Amen. If your God is able, then move. Live life to the full. Get up. Start to use it. Start to act like he's, he's on the throne. Instead of making this just kind of theoretical, again, making him just come some kind of story that, that I live for God, but you can't tell any difference between my life and my neighbor's life who doesn't know God. Something wrong there. Let's stop making our problems stronger than God. Someone say, well, I'm just patiently waiting for God to heal me. Reality here. Reality check right now. No, that's not happening. You are not patiently waiting for God to heal you. He is patiently waiting for you to get it. Let's not be confused about this. If I think I'm patiently waiting for God to heal me, then he's got the error. Then he's the one that lacks character or strength. But the reality is, no, God has been so very patient with you. He has been so very patient with me. I could tell you stories. <laughs> he has been so very patient with me to get it. He has been so very patient with you to get it and start acting like, is re- like he is real and say enough is enough. This is over. This is done. This is my day. This is my time. Now God is going to be God in my life. I'll no longer worship a problem, worship a pain, a circumstance, or a struggle. I'll no longer worship a sickness or disease or anything of that nature. I will worship God and Him alone, and I will not give any, any magnification or attention to anything less than that. How many know whatever you talk about is what you praise? Whatever you talk to, is, whoever you talk to is, is, is who you worship. Sometimes Christians, amazingly, even Christians spend all their time talking about problems and the devil. And, and what's happening there? He is being magnified and glorified in your life. But we turn this thing around, act as if he is nothing. As if, act as if the problems are powerless. They are absolutely defeated. Absolutely, they bear no strength whatsoever. And we magnify the name of, the name of the Lord God. And now, he is at work in our lives today. Praise the Lord. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. We are going to let God be strong right here, right now. Father, we're so thankful today for your goodness. We're thankful today for your mighty power. We're thankful for who you are. We are not, we are not trying to get you to be something. We're not trying to talk you into being strong. <laughs> Lord, we acknowledge who you are. We acknowledge your strength and your ability. You are in our lives and you are mighty in our midst. 
And so there's nothing else that can stand. There's no circumstance. There's no problem. There is no attack that can stand. But from now on, from this moment forward, we live as if you're real, as if you're strong. And there we go. Now there's nothing wrong. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for working in our in our lives today. Strength. Strength that comes from you flows, flows now into us. The strength of God. The ability of you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for doing good things. Thank you, Lord. You're always on. You're never off. You're always here. You never depart. Thank you, Lord, for working, working, working by your Spirit in our hearts and in our bodies now the glory of the Lord manifest everywhere and all around thank you Lord we acknowledge these truths we acknowledge who you are we worship you and nothing else we worship you alone you are on the throne great and mighty are you in our midst today praise God praise God